Hello and welcome to the Apostolic Church Liverpool podcast. We hope the message you're about to listen to will inspire you, will be a blessing to you and give you perspective in life. For more of such messages, you can visit our website at www.tac-lona.org.uk You can also access other messages and resources from our YouTube channel, The Apostolic Church Europe. We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. God bless you. Here's the message. Right. In the last uh, few weeks, last week, actually, we started the new series on the team the Lord gave us, which is peace, joy, and rest. So we started this, the uh, last week on peace. So we didn't finish. We're going to finish peace today. Let's just pray one more time. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you. We thank you for your presence, your overwhelming presence in our midst. We thank you, Lord, because it is going to be none of us, but all of you today in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you speak directly to us in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, you are the owner of the church. Lord, we pray Holy Spirit, you do what you do best. You speak to us, you speak to us, you speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, very quickly, I'm just going to go back just very, very quickly on what we discussed. So we gave the dictionary definitions of peace, So which I'm not going to go through again. I believe you're writing those down. And I think Pastor also put it in, yes, on the bulletin. So you can see it there, should in case you missed it. Um, then we went to the, the Hebrew definition, uh, definition, the Greek definition, which means to join together with one, to bind together, to move together. You know what you do in holy, in, uh, holy matrimony, solemnization. So then we also talk about the Hebrew definition. The word peace is shalom. Shalom, they say shalom, which according to strong concordance, it means completeness, soundness, and welfare. So it conveys to them, it conveys a state of no trouble. I mean, when you experience in the best uh, time of your life, some of the so, uh, football uh, supporters, I think some of them are experiencing the best time of their life currently. Praise God. However, when we went into the Bible, we said the Bible's record of peace is different. The Bible's definition, we said it came up in the Old Testament 237 times using the New King James Version. And the first time it came up in Genesis was Genesis 15, 15. And the Bible gave us a clarity. In John 14, 27, say, peace, I live with you. It shows you that it is a gift, one of the gifts of the Spirit. He said, my peace, I give to you. Who is giving you the peace? The Prince of Peace, Jesus. My peace, I give to you. I did not give it to you as the word gives. So the word cannot recognize the peace that we're talking about. It is first the vertical connection to that gift, your vertical connection 
before the horizontal, the vertical is up and down. You and God. So, why you have this gift, this gift of peace? You might be seeing turbulence. Then they now encourage you, say, do not let your heart be troubled. Tell somebody beside you, do not let your heart be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. It's telling you something, that it is not by feelings. Circumstances around you might show contrary, but you have to assure your mind. Pastor, we're talking about this morning that when God wants to change you first, start with your mind inside out. The devil attack you outside in, but inside out. So you have to build up your mind. So do not let you have the trouble, and do not let do not be afraid, even though the circumstances which give you chances, opportunity to be afraid, but you chose not to be afraid. You chose power, you chose love and sound mind. The battle is in the mind. That is the battleground. Praise God. That is the kind of peace that Jesus showed. When they were in the strongest storm, he was fast asleep. That's the peace he was talking about. That's the same peace he showed us on the cross of Calvary. When he's being laid, when he's being nailed to the cross, when he's being punished, but then he had peace. He said, Father, forgive them. Because he knows what the will of God says, that if I be lifted up, it is then that will draw all men. Praise God. So that's the Bible's definition. Now, this piece actually comes in three different ways. Number one, we have peace with God. Somebody said peace with God. Peace with God. Now, this is the origin of our peace. The peace is with God only happens when you are saved. Every other peace that men long after, money, thinking they give them peace, position, thinking you give you peace, it only gives you temporary satisfaction. Peace with God. Ephesians 2, 1 to 8. And intentionally didn't put it there so that we can get to the habit of bringing our Bible. Ephesians 2, 1 to 8, he said, as for you, you were dead in your transgression. Who are we? We are dead in our sins. We're dead in our transgression. And sins in which you used to live when you followed the, word of the, the ways of this world and of the rulers of the kingdom of the year and the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following his desire and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. We just 
the Bible said there is no peace for the wicked. At that stage, we are an enemy of God. And there's no peace for the wicked. So the first peace is true salvation. And that is what Christ did by his death, his, death, his, death, his burial, his resurrection, and his ascension to reconcile us back to the Father. So that's the first piece. And it is the vertical one. That is the Father and the foundation of all peace. Without that, then all the other peace is mirage. Amen. Then we are peace with others. Having enjoyed the first peace, the second thing now is now giving us that ministry of reconciliation. Like the testimony that was given this morning. Amen. Amen. Shout hallelujah. Second Corinthians 5, 16. Second Corinthians 5, 16. From this time on, we do not think of anyone as the world does. Go, sir. In the past, we thought of Christ as the world thinks, but we no longer think of him that way. Amen. sir. If anyone belongs to Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have gone. Everything is made new. Amen. Amen. Shout hallelujah. We now will see no man after the flesh. We see no man after the flesh. He has saved us and he has now given us that ministry of reconciliation to go here into the world and teach the people, show the people what we are enjoying, which is the great commission. Then the third piece is peace within ourselves. So you have peace with God, peace with the others, and peace within yourself. Shout hallelujah, somebody. Peace within yourself. First John 3, 19 to 20. It says, and by this, we know. Tell somebody, I know. By this, we know that we belong to the truth. And we assure our heart in his presence. We know. We don't feel. We know. Then with that knowledge, we assure our hearts. Why? Because sometimes the enemy can play with it. He said, even if our heart condemns us, what happens? God is greater than our heart. And he knows all things. Beloved, if our heart do not condemn us, then we have confidence before God. There's therefore now no condemnations. For those that are in Christ. So once we have that peace with God, the foundation, peace with others, then assure your mind, peace within yourself. Amen. Now, and now give us uh, an acronym of peace, which we just coined. And everything is given from Philippians 4, 6 to 9. Now, everything will be brought up from this. Philippians 4, 4 to 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. 
I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evidence to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God. Now listen, the peace of God. The peace of God which transcends all understanding. It just transcends. It goes contrary to what you are experiencing. Transcend all understanding. Present your request to God. And the peace which has all understanding will guide your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. They, they stop there. Verse 8. Now say, finally, brothers and sisters. Now, while you are prayed and you let the peace of God guide you, you now said, while you are waiting for the right answers, this is what you do. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. What are the things to think about? Think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the peace of God be with you. Amen. God of peace, peace of God. Hallelujah. Right, let's quickly start with P. We did mention P. P stands for pray about everything. That is what Philippians told us. He said we should pray about, what did he say we should pray about everything? How many things? Everything, anything. Challenges, pain. It's an opportunity to pray. It's an invitation to pray. Pray about everything. Do not worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. That situation that causes you to worry should force you to prayers. By praying about it, you are giving God the opportunity to show his faithfulness. And God is ever faithful. You know what I used to tell people? My God, our God does not have capacity problem. We only limit him in, in our mind. Now, peace happens then in the quietness of your spirit after you prayed. So instead of worrying about everything, what should we do? We pray about everything. In fact, anything that's taking you away from that, that, anything that can take away your peace will definitely most time take you away from the presence of God, from praying, from relating with your Father. Just pray about everything. Amen. Number two, we said entertain beauty. That is what the second thing said. So finally, beloved, whatever is true, entertain all these things. Whatever is honorable. You want to know what is good and honorable? Go to the parks. See the beauty of this world. Go to North Wales. South, we don't need to travel abroad. Still within the UK. Maybe because of COVID restriction. Just... Go to all these places. 
see the beauty. Once you see the beauty of Christ, see the balls of the air. Now, if you look outside, you will never see any ball in the air. And there are billions of balls in the air. But there is space in the space. There is space in the space for every bird. And you look outside and you never see any of them. But you see, we are all these billions of birds. They don't farm and the Lord take care of them. That is the beauty. That's a look at it. Whatever is honorable, look at the beauty of God. Suspended heart without a pillar. Look at the beauty. So what is your problem? That will... They, that we, you know, sometimes we, when we pray about it to God, we say, God, you just they say to God, I say, God, just stop every prayer you're listening to and come and give attention to my one. See, this is this problem. But before you even say it, your father knew about it. Just this relationship with him. Entertain beauty. Read the Bible and see beauty. See the way God the way God dealt with people, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel, David, God taking from the from, the, from just a nobody, just looking after little sheep and ill and enthroning him as a king and creating a dynasty up till today. What about Abraham? What about Mephibosheth? Somebody that had been forgotten. And the king said, is there anybody else in the house of Jonathan that just bring it and we show mercy for the sake of my friend? And they went to go and bring him. A layman. And they said, from now on, you will sit down on my table. God can change any situation around anytime. Listen to music. Beauty. So what is the opposite of that? Saying that things that are not true, don't think about them. Things that are not true. Don't think about them. And don't share them to people. Don't scare people with facts that you don't know nothing about. Things that are not honorable. I was in one of those uh, WhatsApp group that happens to be, you know, it's for intellectuals. That's a graduate of our last school. Then somebody shared something about, uh, okay, about, I don't want to mention me, but I want to say about Nigeria. And one of the brothers got angry. And he said, I don't, this is meant to be an intellectual group. Why should you be sharing all the stupid jokes about my country? I don't like it. There was so much infighting. I think some people here will probably that finished from Yudelag will probably see it. So much infighting and all of that. You know what? When I saw that post, that was my idea immediately at that point. Because the, the, the place that you don't see any honorable thing will not hold you. So people are too quick to see the worst thing about the environment. They don't see the beauty. And they want that thing to confer honor on them. And you wonder things are things are degenerating. As a man thinking in his heart, so he is. Things are honorable. Say good things. It is a challenge today, but we are moving forward. It's a challenge. We will be fine. Everything will be fine. How do you know? I just know. Why? Because the Lord told me. I got a support from the hospital. They say you have this. But no, that is what the doctors think. What report will I believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. It says, by his stripe, I am healed. That is what I will believe. And everyone say, you know what? That is it. 
things about those things. Don't think about things that are not unjust. So think about things that are just. Amen. And so when you do this, you will discover the peace of God within your thoughts. Guide your mind. When God created all these wonderful organs in your body, your heart, you have a rib that covered it to guide it. Your brain, it gives you a skull to cover it. But your heart, it told you, use everything to guide it. Use everything. I'm not going to tell you how to guide it because it's the most important. I'm not going to create a brain to guide it. You guide it. Because it's from there that the issues of life, the greatest, the greatest invention, the greatest men of this world, all those things came from the heart. Somebody said, no, we cannot be taking this to fly from here to Australia. It gave birth to a plane. Guide your heart. It's the greatest gift that God gave to mankind. Then number three, accept God's gift. That's peace. P-E-A. Accept God's gift of peace. Listen, he said, peace I live with you. Now, if I take a 20-pound note, okay, me just already put in his hand like this. <laughs> a business is a business man. <laughs> Praise God. If I take a 20-pound note and I say, who wants this money? Okay. Now, I've given it, say, if you want to have it, but if Mayor just came up and collected it, eh, just collect the money, then he's the only person that will have it. The father he has given does not mean, that's the difference between giving and receiving. The same thing between teaching and learning. It's not the same. That I teach does not mean you learn. That you are giving does not mean you receive. So, he has given you, receive it. With thanksgiving. Lord, I receive your gift of peace into my life. Into my family. Into this situation. I receive it. I welcome it with open hands. Praise God. Into this challenge I have. Peace is a gift. And since it's a gift, all you need to do is to accept it, claim it into your life. One of the reasons why we don't have that peace is because we look at it in the wrong place. I keep saying it's not by feelings. You look at it in the wrong place. If you think peace is in money, then you are delusional. If you think peace is in power, it's in prestige, it's in position, those things are transitional. The things we see are temporary. The things that are permanent are the things that we don't see. Shout hallelujah. Rest on the promises of God and the peace that He has offered. Number C. I said number C. Let us see. I'm used to numbers. <laughs> right, let's see. You need to conquer your fear. Conquer your fear. When you when we have fear then you know what happened? It means we don't have the consciousness of the presence of God within us. Conquer your fear. Fear will come. But you conquer it, you counter it with the word. With the word of God. John 14, 20 says, do not let your heart be troubled. And do not let them be afraid. No, who will do it? You do not let it. Don't allow it. It's a suggestion. But don't allow it. 
build your mind. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. He said, those who love me will keep my word and my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. It's a great mystery. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know when they say it's going to die and build the temple within three days? It's talking about you. It's going and it's coming to dwell in you as Holy Spirit. He said, me, I'm our, my father. We will now come. So you, are, you have the, the, the Godhead in you. That's why he gave you power, love, and sound mind. That's the Godhead. Power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit come upon you. Power. Love. God is love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And sound mind. We have the mind of Christ. Shout hallelujah. In other words, he gave you trinity. He gave you all. Amen. After consciousness, I carry God. I carry in me Godhead. Amen. Now, my little baby, Mimi. Now, anytime that our mom is not around, she is the best behaved girl. Go to bed, climb over her bed, sleep. You read a note for her, and that's it. So, that anytime the mom is around, she causes a lot of trouble. We'll not let you read. We'll not let you sleep. We just go around, we go to the couple, open it, slam the door, just do anything she wants. Then the mom says, How oh, can this lady, this girl, would not let me sleep? Then grandma now told her, I said, You know something? She's not like that when you're not around. And she would never believe it. Because I've been telling her, this, She's not like that. When you are not around, then until my grandma, it takes two to confirm something. Now, sometimes, so she now said, okay, we know what we're going to do today. I won't let her see me. I will run to Paul's room, hide here, and so she could just believe I'm not around. Then she would just come around, still start talking, just doing anything she wants. She carries that consciousness that my mom is around, even though I can't see her. I can't, I can't just, she just knew. And she just go around because she believed in her little mind that nobody can do anything to me when my mom is around. No wonder the Bible says, well, we, you don't accept this kingdom as these little children. We need to carry that consciousness. I carry in me the Godhead. The devil can look, go around, the Bible says, like is a metaphor, a simile, like a roaring lion. Seeking, it's not going to divorce you. If he wants to divorce you, he won't ask your permission. He would have done it if he has the power. But he's seeking for whom? That's a weak mind to divorce. To divorce. He will not take your time. Trust me. If the devil has the plan, he will, he will not, we will not be here. We will not be alive. He will not have done everything to wipe everyone off. But lastly, when you gave your life to Christ, you became an enemy. So, have that consciousness that you carry it with you. And how do we do that? How do you have the presence of God? The Bible says, those who love me will keep my word. My father will love them. So, how do we do it? Just keep his word. Then we will come to them and make a home with them. John 14, 23. So, just love God. Love God. 
stand on the righteousness of God. We can win by righteousness. Love God. Love God. Just love him with all your mind, your soul, your spirit, with everything within you. Amen. So when your mind, just guide your mind. When your mind is weak, I said, every situation you see as a problem. When your mind is balanced, then you see situation as a challenge. But when your mind is strong, then every situation becomes an opportunity. Amen. So the key is to love Jesus. Colossians 2 9 says, we have it there. Colossians 2 9 says, For in Christ all fullness of body dwells bodily in bodily form. And you have been made complete in Christ, who is the head of every ruler and authority. And final one, I said, emulate the saints. Peace. So let's go to the last one. The last, uh, yeah, the last one. Last, keep going. Yes, just leave it like that. So those are the four for recap. Peace. Pray for everything about everything. Entertain beauty, accept God's gift of peace, conquer your fear, and emulate the saints. Now, what do I say, emulate the saints? You don't have time to learn everything. You cannot use your life to, try, to, to, to do time and chance. You know, the Bible says time and chance happen to them all. You can emulate the saints. How? By reading. By keeping your mind. And that is the reason why we have G24. The G2014, for those of you that are just joining, that just know, is a team within the church that is responsible for leading the reading, to read. The idea of 24 is to read 24 books in a year. But according to record, the one I saw for the week, how many did we read? 37? Is it 37? Shout hallelujah. We are trying. It's better than nothing. 37 books. You will never know. That would change people's life, orientation. 37 books we read in the last couple, few years. Mm, 37. Read books. Readers are leaders. That is where you can, you can broaden your mind and equip your mind. Read and read and read. If you don't read, then you are stagnated. So, emulate the saints. How? Oh, we have the saints. In the Bible, we also have the ones that we can see around us that put all their challenges in a book. And now they go through it. You know what Paul says in Philippians 4, 9? It says, keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and had and you have seen me do. That's Philippians 4, 9. And the God of peace will be with you. That's Philippians 4, 9. You can write it down, you can check it. Keep doing that since you have seen me. Why? He said, I emulate, follow Jesus. Now, should in case you've not understand it properly, he said, you follow me and I follow Jesus. But we're all following Jesus at the end of the day. So that sometimes you look at my challenges, my trials. Because sometimes you don't have to go through that experience yourself. If you have people, that's the reason why in ascension, it gives men, it gives us, gift of men. The prophet, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. So, read, just read. That's what the Bible says in Hebrews 12, 1. It said, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. 
those that claim those victory by faith. And we are surrounded by this cloud of witness. Those cloud of witnesses, including the fathers in the past and the fathers in the current age that we are. So emulate the saints. And I pray as we do this, the God, we con- the Holy Spirit will continue to help us in Jesus' name. And I conclude with this quickly as I conclude with the conclusion is frog. What does frog represent? Fully rely on God. Somebody say frog. Not the one that hop around. Fully rely on God. In everything and anything. That's the best secret I can give you today. Rely on God for everything, anything. You'll be surprised. He would never let you down. He would never leave you or forsake you. He will look as if things will go down. It will never. Once I was born, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children beg for bread. So fully rely on God. Rely on him. Just trust him. And I pray you will never be let down in Jesus' name.